What's up, everybody? Hey, uh, it's Randall. I'm here by myself tonight, and uh, I want to do a little something different tonight. Uh, I know we've uh, we've got two shows we do every uh, Tuesday, one off the record with me and one with Robbie and Raj. Well, we changed our times a little bit, and we'll be coming at you now at 7.30 on uh, our normal time for Off the Record with Randall, and 3R Sports will come later at 9 o'clock. We'll stay this way for the summer at least. Uh, it allows us to get home a little better, uh, get a little more research done, uh, just generally get in a position to give you quality entertainment uh, that we like to provide. Also, I want to talk just a little bit tonight. Let me get this shared on one side as I'm doing this. Um, I want to get this, uh, I think I'm on the air. Maybe I'm not. Let me see here. Hey, wouldn't that be something if River City Media is not on the air? Hey, I am on the air. That, that's, that's me. So, uh, let's, uh, let me get this shared to our business partner, the Marion Messenger, which is a place we hold near and dear. Our buddy Duke Ralston, you'll see him on here occasionally on Reaper's Digest, a great show. If you like, like shock theater back when I was a kid, uh, go find Tennyson McCobb to start with, which is Duke's other show. And it is absolutely shock theater 2020. Um, Duke does a great job. And I really, I really, I am not a whore buff. I'm not a guy that watches, but I look so forward Hey, maybe you can hear me a little better now that I got my earplugs in. Um, so let me go back a little bit. So I'm not sure how much got out. I was having a problem getting on live. So uh, hopefully you've heard me the last couple of minutes. Uh, I'm going to check the feed to make sure. But I was just plugging my buddy Duke and his show, his show, uh, Tennessee Macabre, which is a great show. I absolutely love it. And it's, it's Shock Theater 2020. And you'll see old movies. You'll see him uh, and his buddy have little skits in the middle, similar to Dr. Shock. Uh, and, and, and it's just hilarious. So um, please watch that. Uh, Duke's a good guy. And please support the Marion Messenger. One other thing, 3R Sports is moving to 9 o'clock. Sorry about the bundle getting on late, late tonight. It's going to be this way from now on, 7.30 on Tuesday, 9 o'clock on Tuesday. Uh, Chappie and I will stay at our same time on Thursday. So, sorry, I had a little a little jumble-bumble getting online. But I wanted to – I want to, first, I wanted to bring you up to date on 3R three, uh, three Sports, this show. And overall, I want to talk about River City Media for just a minute. And I'll keep it brief, but we are so excited at River City. And if you're one of the people that watches one of our shows, thank you. I mean, we, we, we don't know what we're doing even yet. We know, we know how to get a show on the air. We know how to send it out. 
and we've approached some people to take it to a bigger audience. That isn't approved yet, but with your help, it can be. Like, follow, share, YouTube, River City Media, Facebook, River City Media, on Twitter, River City Media 3. Follow it. It helps tremendously. We have opportunities in the near future to bring our product out to the general public. We do have a degree, we do have a, 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 a permanent online solution coming that'll be streaming at some point. So we're here for the long haul and we're starting to gather a few fans and nothing treats me, nothing treat, nothing ports me like somebody walking up going, Hey, I saw you on the show last night. Da, 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 da. Or Robbie said this on the show, da, 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 da. And I'm like, man, that, that is so neat that, that we're able to come to you and entertain you. And that's what we wanted to do. Uh, this is a serious business. We are here for the long haul. We are going to take this to other places, other platforms. But know that you that joined us, those first few thousand people that clicked the link, we owe you a debt of gratitude that we can never repay. So not to make this about 3R Sports or not to make this about River City Media, but thank you. And in the near future, we're going to have a lot of neat stuff happening and you will be tucked along with us. And we love, we love comments. We love surprises. We love, hey, if you want to be a guest, just let me know. Come on, we'll, we'll do it. We all started this together and we'll do it. So tonight, I'm going to run by myself, mainly tonight because I want to talk about fantasy football. And uh, a couple of shows coming up next week. My buddy Mike Leach will be back with another edition of Smoking Butts. Uh, he's at the beach this week. Week after next, next oh, two weeks from today, we're going to have multiple memory, members of the Lindsey Wilson National Champion NIAA football team. They are several young men. I believe there's four from Ray County, just up the road where I grew up. Uh, my cousin, J.J. Hughes. Uh, Jamie has been involved with Lindsey Wilson for a while. She's a big booster of Lindsey Wilson. So we're going to do this to bring, one, you some great young men that we're going to talk to, and two, just to branch into a new audience. And if you don't think those guys at NAA NAIA played just as hard as Tennessee and Alabama. Well, probably harder in Tennessee lately. These kids lost their football season, come back in the spring, and win a national championship. So two weeks from tonight, at least three members, probably four members, of the national champion, Lindsey Wilson University, will be here on Off the Record with Randall. Next week, Mike Litch. So... Uh, tonight will be a special edition of Three R's with Raj and our buddy Lenny as it's Robbie's anniversary. Happy anniversary, Robbie and Allison. So all that being said, let's get back to the NFL just for a minute. Everybody's so excited that the draft is over, schedule's out, and it's the end of May. And it's like a dead period in a lot of people's mind. Well, let me tell you what guys like me are doing and guys like uh, – the guy Matthew Berry's doing, we're getting our rankings ready. I've seen some stuff released, and I've seen some stuff out there about fantasy football. It is not too early 
to start your prep for the fantasy football season. I have my list already going. Uh, I'm going to go through uh, some tools today that will help you. I'm going to go through some rankings that I think will help you in some places that I go for daily fantasy and year-long advice. So let me, let me just say up front, if you play daily fantasy, it's worth the investment to have a site that you trust, have someone you go to. I go to a guy named Sal Vertry on uh, YouTube. Now, I do not subscribe to his site, but I need to correct that, and I think I will this year. Uh, he doesn't tell you who to play. He just simply builds a spreadsheet and tells you who comes out on his spreadsheet. The guys that always say, hey, play this guy in daily fantasy, even right now during baseball season, if guys are saying this is the guy to play, play him, I don't usually like following those guys. Now, my buddy Lou Landers, and uh, if you don't know Lou, Lou's, uh, go, to, go to Twitter and find him or on Facebook and find him. Lou puts out every day Lou's locks, has four or five pitchers, has three or four stacks on it. I really love that because what Lou has given you is an overall understanding. Here's what I think is going to happen, and then you can go do your own research. So I really like the way Lou does that. I really like the way Sal does that during football season. Daily fantasy, uh, for those that don't know, is just where you go and set a lineup every Sunday and you try to win money. <clears throat> You'll hear me use two different terms, redraft and dynasty three and daily fantasy. Daily fantasy is your draft kings, your fan duel, all that. Dynasty football leagues is something I love doing. And basically in a dynasty football league, you keep a player for his whole career. So we're about to have our rookie draft. If I draft Matt Jones in our rookie draft, and Mac Jones plays the next 15 years, he's on Randall's team. So when you play dynasty football, the emphasis after it's up and running is to draft your rookies. And it's almost like the NFL. So right now in dynasty football, you would be looking at Trevor Lawrence, of course, Zach Wilson, uh, Kyle Pitts, Najee Harris, Jarmar Chase, Jalen Waddle, all those guys that are out there that – going to play for a long time, but you've got to project what's going to happen over the next 10, 15 years of their career. As crazy as it sounds, there's some, there, there is some stuff that you can draw from what's already been happened in the NFL and what history will teach you. Should I cut my notifications off? One thing that we know now is that running back careers are not going to be long. Uh, my number one dynasty player this year is Najee Harris. I think this year Najee Harris will have the most fantasy support. Let me say that another way. Najee Harris will be the biggest impact fantasy player this year. Uh, of course, quarterbacks score more. But when you draft, if you're sitting there with the number one pick in a rookie draft and you decide to take Najee Harris, you're hoping for six, seven, eight years maybe out of Najee Harris. Now, if you're sitting there at that first pick, and you decide, hey, I'm going with Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, you're pretty well in those dynasty formats, you're sewing up that player for career. Uh, when I rank a dynasty, Najee probably wouldn't be my number one player just because I don't expect Najee to play 10 years. 
Uh, I'm still struggling. I haven't got everything worked out in Dynasty yet. But right now, I'm kind of leaning towards Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts, then Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Now, I, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but Mac Jones actually is the guy I'm probably going to end up moving up. While Mac Jones went in the 15th spot in the draft and Zach Wilson went in the second spot, when you're looking at fantasy football, none of that matters, especially dynasty football. You're looking at Zach Wilson with a very bad team, a new head coach who I think will be successful, versus Mac Jones with Bill Belichick with the New England Patriots. I think that is a recipe for early success for Mac Jones. Wide receivers are someplace that I really like uh, investing heavily in dynasty leagues. Right now, I really – I haven't got my draft selection yet, but if I'm in that top five and I get a chance and I think that feels and, and cause I'm setting, here's another thing about it in my dynasty league, I'm setting pretty at quarterback. Uh, I still have Aaron Rodgers. He's probably got four or five years left on him. And smartly a couple of years ago, I snagged Josh Allen. So even if Aaron Rodgers goes away, uh, I have Josh Allen as my backup quarterback in my dynasty league. I'm in no hurry to draft a quarterback. I really need a running back, and if I'm after five or six, I probably will take Najee Harris if he's there. Um, I'm probably not going to take Travis Etienne because I just don't like the situation with James Robinson uh, also there. But I would consider Devontae Williams, who I think is going to be the lead guy in Denver sooner than ETN will be the lead guy in Jacksonville. So that's how Dynasty works. Redraft is what we've all played, what we've all played for years. You have a team one year, you and your buddies get together, they buy too much beer, they show up, they draft a team, then we start the season, which I love redraft football, don't get me wrong. Uh, I love redraft football, but of the two, if you really want to test your skills, uh, get in a dynasty league and play it for a few years. And it can also be very frustrating because if you are dedicated to a dynasty league, I promise you at some point you will struggle and you will not uh, have the best team in the league. So, a little bit about that. Now, rankings, something I always get asked about. I have several places I use. There's one I pay for, uh, which I've, all, I've already kind of alluded to. And I'll also, if I get a deal, get Awesome-O, which is another great site. But there's a site that I absolutely love that is free for rankings. And I, I want to share that with you. And it's called um, fantasypros.com. And they have a lot of free rankings. And as you can see, it's just kind of laid out. I don't know if I can get that on there. Uh, You know, who's ranked, where they're ranked. Um, And they've already got their uh, their, their consensus rankings out for 21. 
This is a place that takes expert rankings from other sites and combines them into a ranking. Uh, right now, their rankings are as of May 18th, 2021. And there's also a place over in the corner that says scoring. And when you go to scoring, you can put in PPR. You can put in whatever you want. You can export it. Uh, there's a upgraded PFF um, Fantasy Pros, and I highly recommend it if you're going to be playing for serious money. Uh, you look over here to the side, it says, I see if I can get, I really want to get this one in there. My halo light there, it says different kind of rankings. Dynasty rankings, redraft rankings. Um, so let's pull up the dynasty rankings. We've talked a little about dynasty rankings. Right now in dynasty rankings, I'll give you the top five. So let's compare. Dynasty rankings, top five. Okay. CMC, Christian McCaffrey, Barkley from the Giants, Dalvin Cook from Minnesota, Jonathan Taylor from Indianapolis, Devontae Adams, five. Now, let's go to our draft rankings, which are redraft rankings. There, our top five is going to be way different. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook is two, Barkley three, Camaro four, Derrick Henry five, Adam six. Now, when you look at the dynasty rankings, which it just you have to play age into it. So uh, Derrick Henry is, what, 28 now? So he's an older back, and while he's the most productive back in the NFL, without a doubt, if I – you know, I don't know why no one ever ranks Derrick Henry as number one. Yeah, he don't catch a lot of passes, but, I mean, to me, Derrick Henry is the best player in the NFL, best fantasy player-wise. Um, Chris McCaffrey last year burned me. Um, was so happy to get him at the first of the year. My buddy Raj from – or Robbie from 3R Sport, he was running our draft. He was our uh, commissioner, and we were pulling, and I got one. And I, as soon as I pulled one, I ran to the board and hung Christian McCaffrey up. McCaffrey missed, uh, what, 10 games, and my season was sunk. I ended up trading my other best back, Melvin Gordon, to uh, Lenny, who won the league, and got Michael Thomas, even when Michael Thomas was hurt. So, uh, you know, it trading is another thing we'll talk about more. But off the record with Randall, we'll spawn into a fantasy-only show on the weekend when football season starts off the record is here forever. That's where my buddies will all be. But tonight off the records about fantasy football. So I'm going to give you the top 10 at each position and give you my thoughts and then maybe look a father down and rank the rookies at quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. I think everybody would have Patrick Mahomes as the number one quarterback, fantasy football, Josh Allen, number two, as I said, I have Josh Allen on my dynasty team. I probably won't be drafting a quarterback. Kyler Murray, three. Uh, excuse me, this is redraft, not dynasty, but still yet. Lamar Jackson, four. Dak Prescott at five. That's the first place that I'll really go. Now, I, in Randall's ranking, um, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, maybe Justin Herbert would be ahead of Dak Prescott. So my five would be Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers – might not be a little higher if we get the situation 
with his contract settled. Um, third tier that they go into, uh, and you do have tiers, and tier one is Mahomes, Allen, and Murray. Tier two, the rest of the guys. The number nine ranked fantasy quarterback is Jalen Hurts. Now, if you're watching this later or sometime down the road, and you go, well, how's Jalen Hurts, who started a few games with the Eagles, the ninth-rated fantasy football quarterback? So a lot of people play fantasy football and don't realize how it's scored. Fantasy football pays a premium for rush yards. So if you have a quarterback like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, all these all these mobile quarterbacks will score one point in fantasy football for every 10 yards rushing. Oh, just like a running back, just like a receiver will when he catches the ball. A quarterback only scores one point every 25 passing yards. So a quarterback can throw for 300 yards, and that would equal 12 points. A quarterback could rush for 120 yards. That would equal 12 points. Well, nobody's going to really rush for 120 yards, but what happens with somebody like Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson, they throw for 200 yards, rush for 80. So all of a sudden you put it together, they've got eight points in throwing and eight points rushing. That's 16 points. That's equal to a 400-yard passing day. That's for a 200-yard passing, 80 yards rushing, which is not out of the realm of Lamar Jackson any night of the week. Uh, so it's learning how to manage that. Now, also, you'll hear different people say a lot of things about quarterback, never invest in quarterback early, let other people draft quarterbacks. I kind of agree with that, but I hate not having a good quarterback. I really like having the quarterback I put in every week and I play him. I would feel comfortable probably down to the next tour, Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, who Randall would have much higher than 12th, uh, much, much higher. So that's, that's, that's their rankings, not Randall's. Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan. I, and I think Matt Ryan would have higher too. Uh, so I would feel comfortable having someone in that range as my everyday quarterback. But once you get down to the Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill's Matt, Matthew Stafford, I'm going to take out of the equation. I'm going to tell you, Matthew Stafford's going to have a huge Pro Bowl-type year in L.A. Uh, if I take a Ryan Tannehill, I'm probably going to make sure I have a good backup to mix with him. Uh, and by that, you can find websites that will show you a quarterback schedule. So maybe you draft Ryan Tannehill first. Well, these sites will take and say, <clears throat> if Ryan Tannehill is your quarterback, his bad matchups are this week. This quarterback will have a good matchup those same weeks. So it might tell you to draft Ryan Tannehill with Carson Wentz. And, and some of them can be clueless. One year I remember I had one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, but like Tyrod Taylor when he was at Cleveland. But my starter, when he had his bye week, and when he had really tough matchups, Tyrod had give me's. Absolutely give me of week. So it worked for me. So uh, I, I personally 
The first rookie rated would be Trevor Lawrence at 15. That's probably right because Trevor Lawrence is going to play a lot more than the other guys. Again, I really like Justin Fields' situation in Chicago. Uh, if he wins the starting job, I would have Justin Fields uh, either equal to or right at Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Zach Wilson, I just don't trust the team around him. Uh, and Trey Lance, I'm not sure if he's the starting quarterback or not. Um, <clears throat> Trey Lance and Mac Jones is the guys you gotta kind of got to wait on and just find out, are they the starters in their perspective teams. Uh, if Mac Jones is a starter in New England, move him up. If Trey Lance is the starter in San Francisco, move him up. But uh, spend a mid-round pick on a quarterback. That's my best advice to you. Uh, and if you like, um, I'm looking for a co-host for a fantasy show, too. If it's something you're interested, give me a buzz. Maybe we work something out. Let's go to running backs real fast. Uh, I can't believe 30 minutes already gone by. They have Christian McCaffrey listed as the number one running back. In my personal rankings, I do not. I love Christian McCaffrey, and, and I'm not sure I wouldn't draft him number one. But right now, I have Dalvin Cook ahead of him. I have Barkley slightly down. Uh, the guys I have moved down, <coughs> Barkley coming off the big injury, Camara with an unsure quarterback position. I've moved Derrick Henry up. I've moved Ezekiel Elliott up because I think that offense gets fixed this year. Absolutely love Jonathan Taylor, as we talked about dynasty rankings. Austin Eckler, good situation. But I, I really think I would probably have Kamara slot it down there around eight because I just don't trust Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback of the Saints or Tyson Hill, whoever it will be. Uh, so when you draft a running back, you've got to make sure to draft a team's offense. <clears throat> One of the strategies used, which I really don't think it works, but I've done it myself. If you draft a Dalvin Cook, make sure you draft his backup. It's called handcuffing. But running back, you've got to spend early picks on, and you've got to get some starters and a backup early. Because realistically – True starting running backs probably end at 21 with Josh Jacobs. Miles Gaskins, 22, probably in some kind of timeshare. Cream Hunt, you know, is in a timeshare. Chase Edmonds, probably in a time timeshare. Melvin Gordon, timeshare with the new back, Williams. ETN, James Robinson, right next to each other in the ranking. No, that's a timeshare. David Johnson probably is in a little timeshare, but it's an old back on a bad football team. Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones right next to each other. A guy I think they have badly underrated right now at 32 is Mike Davis. I really think Mike Davis succeeds in Atlanta, and I think that's a position where he could succeed. Uh, Mike Davis is 5'9", 220. He is a smaller version of Michael Turner, I think. Uh, and Coach Smith has proven that he wants to run the football. And unfortunately, they kept Derrick Henry in Nashville. Coach Smith couldn't bring him with him. So I'm going to draft. Normally, your running back is a – your first-round pick is either a 
running back or one of the elite wide receivers. And elite, I mean, for me, it is really – let's just jump over there to wide receivers. Here's the wide receivers I would draft in seven a running back in the first round. And not necessarily in this order, but uh, hey, Rog, if you're if you're listening, the link will be coming out at eight thirty. Sorry, I'm on the air right now. Uh, so if anybody's around, Rog, tell him eight thirty. The link's coming out. Uh, that will be for three R Sports. And, and if you normally a YouTube watcher, we're, for some reason YouTube won't let us stream to it tonight. Wide receivers, I would draft over a high-rated running back. Devontae Adams. Might be the only one in 21. Uh, there would be some consideration for Steph Diggs for me. Some considerations, and in most years, D-Hop would be a, a no-brainer. But uh, looks looks like Adams, if... Rodgers was in Green Bay would be about it for me. Now, if I'm on the backside of the first round, I sometimes will sneak. I look at quarterback. I can't tell you the last time I drafted a quarterback. Um, in the first round, it was probably Peyton Manning um, when – uh, he was at his best in Denver, but I, I, something it's hard to do. So let's just break down my top 10 real fast then. Dalvin Cook, Christian McCafferty, Derrick Henry, Barkley, Elliott. I would probably put Kamara there. No, Taylor, Kamara. And in between Taylor and Kamara, uh, I would I would probably put Devontae Adams maybe in front of Taylor too. So um that would be kind of my order there. Uh so and then it would be uh, I would probably go after Taylor, Knight, Eckler, then Jones, then Chubb. And then probably Joe Mixon is where I get back into also. My buddy Raj doesn't realize I'm on the air right now. And he's calling me. Uh, let me see if I can get him. Let's just have some fun and call him on Messenger. Because I don't have my... This will be fun, everybody. Stay with me. We'll get back to the rankings in just a second. I didn't see you at a show going on. You must be wrapping up that one. <laughs> hey, you're on the air with, off the record with Randall. How may I help you? <laughs> so I stopped the show and we've been, I was laughing at you. Uh, so... Uh, we're doing fantasy football here on this show tonight. So uh, I was just telling, and I know you didn't see it. We're having problems with the links. Facebook's not working right now. So I'm going to wait till 830 to try to get face or uh, YouTube working again. And I'll send the link at that point. Okay. Got it. All right. So uh, again, YouTube for the folks that watch on YouTube, 
is dead. Rog, I'll see you in about an hour, buddy. Uh, 8.30 or 9? I'll send a link at 8.30. Show starts at 9. Okay, cool. All right, brother. Later. Later. Hey, you can't never say we're not live with Off the Record with Randall. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, Rog called in right in the middle of that. So, um, Travis Kelsey, I consider a first round, late first round, early second round pick. About uh, it. If you really get an urge for Mahomes, so you can add three players to the top nine backs. Kelsey, Mahomes, and Adams, if he has Rodgers. And then the rest of my uh, top ten, excuse me, top seven backs would be what we already talked about. Taylor, Elliott, Henry, Kamara, Barkley, Cook, McCafferty. Uh, I would probably have Adams, as I said, right behind Kamara, but I'd move Kamara down. And then uh, Kelsey, I would probably have ahead of Eckler, probably behind Taylor. And Patrick Mahomes, if you're going to draft him in the first round, he's such a wild card. Uh, you know, that's up to you, man. I, I just can't see me doing it. So uh, that's that's my overall top ten. Now, let's talk about receivers and who I like going into the year. And all the guys that are on my my normal leagues getting all the inside information from Randall. Uh, this is going to be fun this year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – I promise you I'm going to let everything I think go on this show when I talk about fantasy football. So this is Fantasy Pro's top 10 ranking of wide receivers. Devontae Adams, Tariq Hill. It's hard for me to rank Tariq too, just because sometimes he can disappear. But production-wise, you can't really argue with that. Stephon Diggs, I would have in front of Tariq. DeAndre Hopkins, that would probably be the line, Tariq DeAndre Hopkins. Interestingly enough, Tennessee loses so much in the wide receiver area this year between John uh, Smith leaving, uh, the other wide receiver, Corey Davis leaves. Uh, now A.J. Brown's kind of got an empty set. So they have A.J. Brown listed as five. Now, I actually think Calvin Ridley's a, a step in front, but Calvin Ridley does a little bit depend on the Julio trade and what happens. Uh, but Calvin Ridley is clearly – the first choice in Atlanta. DK Metcalf at seven. Michael Thomas at eight. So, as strange as it sounds, if Michael Thomas has Jameis Winston, I like his upside over Taysom Hill. Uh, Justin Jefferson, last year's breakout star at nine. And Keenan Allen at 10, of course, with Justin Herbert. I'll go a little deeper. Allen Robinson at 11. Terry McLaren. Terry McLaren's a guy that over gets overlooked. And this year, if for better or worse, he's got a quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick that's going to throw it around. Julio checks in at a, uh, 13. Still think Julio a little bit depends on where he ends up. I, I really don't believe it's in Atlanta. Chris Godwin checks in with the world champions at 14. Amari Cooper checks in at 15. And a guy that I'll move up probably into Allen, around the Allen Robinson, Terry McLaren area Robert Woods with the LA Rams because of the Matthew Stafford factor 
the rookies. Let's find the look rookies on this list. Where is our first rookie? Our first rookie on this list at 42, Jamar Chase, I think is badly, badly, badly underrated. If at 42, Jamar Chase is on the board receiver-wise in your league, you're drafting with some morons. Um, I will probably have more like a late 20s, early 20s ranking on him. And Jamar Chase is a guy that has a chance to go from rookie to top 20 production running back or wide receiver. So 42, we have Jamar Chase. Uh, looking down, rookies, rookie, rookie. Uh, um, still looking. Into the 70s now, Rondell Moore, Arizona at 73. Uh, I am shocked. And maybe I'm almost wanting to go back through this. Kadaris Tony at 93. Uh, I have had I've had to miss uh Jalen Waddle somewhere in this. So let's roll back here. Tyler Boyd, da, 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 Jamar Chase. Here we go. Devontae Smith, Philadelphia Eagles, 48. Uh, Miami, 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 Miami. Let's see where they have him at. Wow, Kadarius Tony again at 93. And not a lot of love for the Miami Dolphins passing attack. And I almost believe this is an overlook on my part that I'm not seeing some of that somebody. There's Preston Williams. Let me just sort this by the Dolphins. I think I can do that. Uh, Yeah, I don't see how to do it real fast. But, you know, who the rookies are. And, and yeah, um, I don't think at 100 you're going to be drafting Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddles. Even there, there's a lot of questions about Tua in Miami. I am so comfortable that Tua is going to have a good year. Uh, I'm not going to draft up for Tua, but I'm very comfortable Tua will have a a good year. Now, quickly, um, we got about 20 more minutes, and then I'm going to get into uh, one more kind of fantasy-related topic uh, of more about how to build a team. So, uh, tied in, you have Travis Kelsey, Darren Waddle, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Dallas Gardard, Logan Thomas. Checking in at number nine, Kyle Pitts. Don't overdraft Kyle Pitts. Don't be that guy to make that mistake. If you hear Julio has been traded from Atlanta, move him up some. I don't have him at nine. I understand why they have him at nine. Tight ends, rookie year, normally don't produce. Uh, I would probably have him. They would arguably be a fight in my head at five, six, seven. Uh, five, six, and seven. 
Uh, and matter of fact, I think I would probably have Goddard and Thomas and Pitts in front of the guy they might have at five and six. So that's just my instinct. Uh, I think Kyle Pitts will have a good year. I think Kyle Pitts will not have the 1,400 yards and 10 touchdown year. But that offense, he will get his – you know, if I was if I was going to project – what Kyle Pitts does, I'm somewhere in the 800-yard range, eight ten touchdowns. If Julio gets traded, I think the touchdowns go up for sure. I don't know that the catches go up, maybe 10. Uh, so, I mean, if he's – without Julio, if he's in the 900-yard range and nine touchdowns, that's still a great year. Uh, Rob Gronkowski at 18 – Former talk, uh, Falcons tight end, Austin Hooper at 19. So when you're drafting a tight end, I have a very easy philosophy for you to follow. Either be the first guy or the last guy. Uh, and what I mean by that, either get those tier one guys, Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, or be the guy that gets Hunter Henry at 15. Uh, I really not going to be the guy that's investing high picks. I really now sure if I'm in a dynasty league, Kyle Pitts is in the running for a top three pick in the rookie draft. Uh, I think he has a great career. I think he has a long career in Atlanta, but rookie tight ends usually have a learning curve. See the exception maybe, uh, and and I think he is the exception at 900 yards. Uh, if he breaks a thousand yards as a rookie tight end, it is an amazing season for Mr. Kyle Pitts. Now, there are, I'm going to set that aside for a minute and talk. There's some different strategies when you get to your draft. And I challenge you to read uh, up a little bit on some of this stuff. It'll make you a better player. And if you're playing, um, well, let's, Let's talk about the different kind of leagues. Uh, they're free leagues, and you can go sign up for those on Yahoo. They can be fun. Enjoy them. Uh, I, I really enjoyed playing free leagues for a long time. And then there's money leagues, and uh, most, money leagues, most of the times, you and your boys get together, and I'll throw $100 or $150 or $25 or $10 into a pot, and then you split it up at the end of the year. Uh, I play in two home leagues. Actually, I'm expanding that. Because of uh, my buddy on the other angle, Chappie, I'm joining in one of his leagues. But let me talk about the two home leagues I've been playing in for years. One of them I've been playing in since before 2000. That's about all I can say about it. And the other one I've been playing in probably 12 to 15, uh, longer than that. Yeah, probably 15 years. So uh, the one with my boys... Uh, we play winner takes all. It's a very competitive league. Uh, it's one of the most smack talking leagues I've ever been in. Um, and it is fun. Uh, I've never won it. I hear about that all the time. I finished second twice. I've been in the playoffs. Like I've been in the, in the last 10 years, I've been in the playoffs nine or 10 times. I cannot win this league for some reason. I tell them that sobriety is a handicap in that league. But I love it, and I'm going to win it, and I get close. Uh, my buddy Lenny 
is a three-time champion, two back-to-back, and I just don't know how. Hey, Lenny made one at one year with Peyton Manning, and Peyton, that year he drafted Peyton Manning in the first round. Peyton threw for 55 touchdowns. So uh, somehow Lenny has pieced it together. Uh, my buddy Blake has been in it for years, has won it four times, I think. Uh, Robbie will be fast to tell you he won it the first time in 2006 or seven before I even joined, I think. Uh, Rogers won it. Roger won it a couple of years ago. Uh, but uh, it's fun. Uh, I got to the finals one year and thought I really had it won. And my buddy Clipper Clay played. Uh, he had Stafford and Calvin Johnson, and they went nuts and just destroyed me. And that's been the closest I've came to winning it. But that was really – that was tough. I mean, if you love your fantasy league, it is tough to lose the finals. My other league is a different kind of league. Uh, we've been playing it since pen and paper. It just now went online. But we play rotisserie style. The difference in rotisserie style is we accumulate points each week. And at the end of the year, the winner who has accumulated the most points wins the league. And we pay first, second, and third. Uh, it's a big family league. I'm one of the few non-family members in it. But our league is all over the country. And it's been put together by people who knew people. And my buddy David, uh, we were working together, and he asked me to join down in Georgia. It's based out of Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, where my buddies, uh, the Bruner family live. And then David was friends with one of the Bruner cousins that lived down here, Rick. I got into the league, and I've won that league several times. I think I've won it three times. And it's a lot of fun, and I – I, uh, that was a keepers league, which is almost dynasty, except you only keep part of your roster. So it was a lot of fun. So redraft is what 90% of you will play out there. So there's some rules I'm going to give you for redraft in the last 10 minutes. I'm going to tell you everything I would tell you if you were sitting in front of me going, how do I play fantasy football? One, find a website. <clears throat> and get off the beaten path. I mean, ESPN, CBS, they all put out information, and some of it's good, some of it's bad. Um, I have some guys I listen to on ESPN. I like Mike Clay. He's got some insight. Uh, I really enjoy listening to Matthew Berry's podcast, but I don't think he knows a whole lot about fantasy football. Uh, so – you just kind of pick through the guys you like. There's a couple of guys on CBS that I really think know their stuff. Uh, I, I listen to them. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. You're in your car, you listen to a lot of podcasts. So make sure you're informed. Study the rules of your league. Know the rules of your league. Let me tell you the number one rule that people do not know. In an ESPN standard league where most people play, the value of a touchdown pass is four points. Uh, and it's a strange caveat, and I understand why. If you spread it out over a season, it's to understate quarterbacks who might throw for 55 touchdowns. So know what your league rules are 
and know them well because that's the only one of the few advantages you can get. Go to the draft prepared. Draft a team you feel good about, but don't be afraid to make changes in that team. So many people I see draft a team and they sit there all year with the same basic team and they just refuse to make changes. If you spend a fifth-round pick on a running back who's had four carries in five games, let him go. Get him out of here. He's not helping your team. Early in the year, be active on the waiver wires. It's great to be active all year long, but early in the year, every year, somebody pops, and all of a sudden, he is a superstar. Last year, it burned me. Number one, uh, I had Chris McCaffrey. I didn't pick up Mike Davis. Chris McCaffrey gets hurt. Mike Davis goes in, and he is a fantasy superstar. My buddy Dave Hicks. Tore me up with it. Know your rules because last year we were playing the ESPN Standard League. Taysom Hill was rated as a tight end. He started at quarterback. I played him at tight end. The next week they changed the rule, but there was an announcement on ESPN. This week we're going to make Taysom Hill a quarterback. He's been a tight end all year. He has to start at one game at quarterback before we move him to quarterback. So for one game, I got to use two quarterbacks against Dave. Kind of thought it was justice for him having Mike Davis all year in that week's lineup. Also, when you draft, have a plan. And I don't mean have a plan. I'm going to draft a running back in round one. I'm going to draft a a running back in round two. I'm going to draft a wide receiver in round three. I'm going to draft a quarterback in round four. I'm opening a monster, so nobody freak. But I go into it knowing in my first five picks, I want three running backs and two wide receivers. Or I want two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end. Minimum two running backs is my philosophy. They are other people's philosophy that says have one running back after five. There's a friend of mine who is a very successful fantasy player that lives and dies by the zero running back strategy. He goes in and he drafts nothing but other positions until late in the draft. After eight rounds, he might have three wide receivers or four wide receivers, a tight end, a quarterback, a defense, or wouldn't have a defense. But somewhere he'll draw it. He'll say, I'm going to draft three quarterbacks, I mean, two quarterbacks or a quarterback. I think if I remember his number last year, it was a quarterback, three running backs, three wide receivers, and a tight end before he started drafting running backs. In the eighth round, he started drafting running backs. And percentages will say he drafted the next six out of seven picks running backs. Out of those six running backs, think two of them ended up being active starters. So uh, I kind of use a little different strategy when it comes to running back. I want a stud, and then I want a bunch of guys that has an opportunity to be a stud. So if I've got McCafferty, I might go run, I might go wide receiver, wide receiver, and then come back running back. Or if I'm really feeling, if somebody like 
if I'm sitting there in that 12th spot and I look up and Devontae Adams is there and I take him in the first round, I might go running back, running back, two and three, feel good about it, and move on. So let me tell you what 21 looks like to me. 21 looks like a premium on running backs this year. Wide receiver is super deep to me. Tight ends even got some depth. I've already said wide rec- our quarterback is super deep this year. So I said there's 21 running backs that I consider every down running back tops. So most leagues are 10 to 12 players. You start two running backs, and normally a flex can or cannot be a running back. So just in every week, you're going to be starting half of the flexes are running back, 25 running backs. I just said there's only 21 that I like. That means somewhere else we got to come up with another 25 running backs. So don't look past the guys that aren't the first-line starters. I find a lot of value if you know your system, you're playing PPR, which is points per reception. You can find a lot more value with guys like James White, catches 60 balls, 70 balls, Tariq Cohen. Just know your league's rules and maximize those running backs. Uh, I could see me wanting to get three running backs in the first five rounds this year, if it falls. That's the last thing we'll cover, and then I'll call it a night. And thanks, again, for the recap. We're moving our times off the record. We'll be at 730 3R Sports will be at 9 o'clock, at least for the summer, probably forever. But we're going to check these times. Other anger, other angle with Philip Chaplin, Chappie Sport, will stay at 10. Also, we know we're going to add more shows. If you're interested in doing a show, if you think you can host a show, uh, if you think you could be part of a show, let me know. We can figure something out. I know 100% my friend Brendan Chain is going to be coming on with a show. And I'm sure Lenny's going to be coming on with more of a show. If you like movies, if you like music, if you like sports, get with me. I'll help you get started. We will do something together. River City Media is not called River City Sports because I want it to be more than sports. I, I, I have a show. And uh, my boy Mark, I think I saw on here a minute ago, we haven't got to it yet, but we want to do a classic rock album review. And we think it's going to be great. I think a lot of people will be interested in us coming and reviewing Out of the Sailor for Rat or, or, or the first two Metallica albums. I really think that people will be interested. If you have a hobby that you think is interesting to you, there's somebody out there that likes the same thing. So please take a chance. I mean, this was started on faith and I'm here now because of faith and it has grown. And I know there's other podcasts doing more, but I looked at it this morning. I think there was 15,600 interactions over the last 28 days. We've had just random videos have 2000 views. We're on Spotify, iTunes, We've been going 60 days. Get on it. We'll, we'll, we'll join you. And I promise you, I'll find a way to get the technical ability to you to do a show. It's very easy. So last thing that I'll finish up with, I got on my rant. I kind of forgot what I was going to talk about, but 
when you are getting ready to go to a draft, always have a plan and be willing to change your plan. And that's the greatest advice I could give you. If you're sitting at spot 15 and you look up and there's a player that you have a sixth ranking on, go draft him. Don't care what position he plays. Also, it's to have fun. And I don't care what anybody says. If you are a Julio Jones fan and you have to pick Julio Jones five picks early because you want him on your team and it makes you have fun, then do it. I do it all the time. I guarantee you somewhere along the line this year, I'm going to draft my couple of teams and I'm not going to have Kyle Pitts and I'm going to spend an a wasteful early pick on Kyle Pitts and I'll be as happy as a dog and dog food, but have fun with it. And if you want Aaron Rodgers in the second round, take Aaron Rodgers in the second round. The only thing I challenge you to do is not take anyone, but one at round early. If you're a fan of Josh Palmer that went to Tennessee and you want Josh Palmer on your team, don't take him in the second round. There's no point. Nobody else is going to take him to the eighth round. Take him in the sixth, and you're still the first guy. So I want to call it a night. Um, I've saw a lot of people jump in and on off tonight. I've really enjoyed. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Hey, what's up out there? Looks like Chappie's checked in on me. Uh, I've really enjoyed tonight, uh, and this is new. Chappie does it all the time. Uh, I'm going to do it every now and then, just because I like to get on here and talk and listen to myself talk. Uh, one night I'm going to get on here and I'm going to tell my life story. It's something that means a lot to me. I've been really blessed. And if you know me out there, you know that I was in a near fatal accident and perished twice at the scene and I survived it. And I, I, it's something I, I'm very skeptical about saying because I just don't think people would be interested in it. But it's something that I have a real passion to share if you sit here and you ask me about it i'll talk about it all day with you but i feel like i need to explain what happened uh, i'm also uh very proud to be 20 years clean and sober after spending a large part of my life in addiction so i've been very blessed and maybe we'll get on here and talk about that one night but off the record is off the record next week it's going to be about smoking butts and a nine-year-old, 10-year-old baseball team. My boy Ray Ray just finished up his season. And I can't wait to have him back on. Invest in the future, and it'll pay off greatly. So this is Randall from Off the Record with Randall. I'll be back in 30 minutes with Rog and Lenny, and we'll have a great show. And, and I just appreciate you listening to me ramble. I appreciate you supporting River City Media. It means a lot to me.